Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. We got 25 more minutes left here. On this Thursday, uh, hey, uh, Tim Todd was with us. Uh, he was rushed to get the phone number in. But again, the Truth for Youth Bible campaign is going on this week with American Family Radio. Since 19, since 22 years, uh, 22 years ago, whatever year that was, we've been doing this with Revival Fires and Tim Todd out of West Monroe, Louisiana. He came to us uh, then, came to me, I think it was, and said, hey, uh, our fr- our dads were mutual friends, and uh, Tim and I are about the same age. <clears throat> Both got the same first name, um, if you didn't notice. <laughs> and he said, uh, hey, uh, I want to raise money as I travel as an evangelist around the country to <clears throat> buy these Bibles and then provide them free to American Family Radio listeners who will help us evangelize teenagers primarily who don't know the Lord. And I said, uh, what's the catch? <laughs> and I, I, I didn't, I didn't really say that, but I was saying free, you can do this for free. And he said, well, it's not free, but the people that I go to all year, the uh, churches I go to, I'll take an offering towards this and we'll pay for it that way. So that's the way it's happened all these years. And then now AFR, we contribute some <clears throat> monies towards this project because it got too expensive for Tim and Revival Fire to do by themselves. But the bottom line is, in those 22 years, we've been able to get 1.2 million Bibles out to America's uh, teenagers. Yes. Uh, and the idea is for them, Christian young people, to give it to their friends and schoolmates who don't know Christ. Yes. And we have countless stories of how that's changed people's lives forever. Including Tim Todd's current pastor. Exactly. Exactly. And we played Great that story. So so here's here's a point of mention in all this is if if you have if you're a grandparent or a parent and you have a uh, grandchild or a son or daughter who will do this We'll give this uh, Truth For Youth Bible away to uh, another child, kid, teenager who doesn't know Christ. Here's the phone number, and the Bibles are free. They're free. One one per student. You can order boxes of these, and they're wonderful Bibles. uh, They're paperback Mm -hmm. uh, for $2 a piece. So you can order a box of 50 for 100 bucks. give them to your whole youth group as a project. But here's the phone number to uh, go 800-733-4737 to order yours. Now, that number go rings uh, Tim's Revival Fire's offices in West Monroe. So that's where this phone number is. Not, we're not, you're not calling Bangladesh. No. You're talking to Harry. No. Who you know his name's not Harry. <laughs> okay. Huh? Yeah, that's right. Uh, this is uh, West Monroe, 800 800- 733-4737, or, uh, or you can go online and read all about it at truthforyouth.com, truthforyouth.com, truthforyouth.com. Uh, Tim here with Ray and Fred, Ray's in Kansas City. Uh, good morning again, Ray. Hey, good morning, Tim. 
Fred and uh, Fred and yours truly. We're in Tupelo, and with us in Tupelo is uh, Steve Paisley. Paisley. Jordal. Paisley Jordal. Steve Paisley Jordal. You know, That's you're right. the only guy I know that still wears Paisley. I just don't see that much anymore. It's not really Paisley. Is that Paisley? No. Fred, would you call that? What would you say? That's, I, I was trying to figure. Uh, that's flowers. It's just yeah, palm trees. Just pattern. Yeah. Flowers. Yeah. It's flower. Flowery, flowery pattern. I like the colors. Okay. Well, I, it's it's a, it's almost Paisley-esque. Paisley has those little curly things. Duly though. noted. Yeah. Well, my eyesight's failing me. It's the kind of shirt you don't wear a pattern tie with. Right. And Steve didn't. No. No uh, tie. No tie. No tie today. All right. Go, Steve. Uh, can I tell you my favorite Tim Todd story? Go. The beginning of, this is 2000, the beginning of the COVID thing, right? Tim Todd. 2000? 2020. Sorry. 2020, the beginning of the COVID uh, lockdowns. And Nightmare. Everything. Nightmare. <laughs> Tim Todd's job, of course, is to go around and do revivals and to go preach at different venues, but he couldn't travel. He was shut down. What's a, what's a uh, evangelist to do when he can't get out? Well, he goes and buys dozens of prepaid gas cards, and he stands out at the local gas station, and he offers to put gas into the driver's tank to pay for their gas if, he, if they'll let him share Christ with them. Wow. Spiritual Tim, bribery. Tim Todd's going to Tim Todd, man. That's He just he just can't do anything different. That's right. <laughs> good. That's right. Oh, yeah. He's uh, sharing the gospel of Christ. And uh, Tim is a traveling evangelist. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he he's uh, his theme song is I've Been Everywhere, Man. <laughs> uh, Johnny I've Cash. been everywhere. Huh? Uh I, I teased with him last week. I said, you've eaten more cordon bleu than any man ought to have to. <laughs> Chicken cordon bleu, right? Huh? That's right. right. Uh, isn't, that's that the, right. isn't that the entree banquet of choice? Chicken. Choice chicken. of, yeah. Some kind of chicken, yeah. Tastes chicken. like chicken. Yeah, chicken. <laughs> you had your share too, hadn't you, Ray? Oh, I've had a ton. More, yeah. <laughs> more than I care to think about. That's what we serve, right? Yeah. Banquet. All right, Steve, go. We are, as a country, at this... <laughs> Uh, you played the zero um, Biden's zero inflation yeah. thing. Yeah. He's not the only public official that's a little bit confused. Um, Nancy Pelosi was out on the circuit. She was asked about her trip to Taiwan. Isn't that undermining China relationship and everything? I want you to hear what she had to say, especially about China and its culture. This is cut seven. We still support the one China policy. We go there to acknowledge the status quo is what our policy is. There was nothing disruptive about that. It was only about saying China is one of the freest societies in the world. Don't take it from me. That's from Freedom House. Let's it's talk a strong a little bit. democracy, yeah. courageous people, and, and it's it just... I don't know why it is, uh, except there's some commercial interest who would like to diminish uh, the relationship. China is one of the freest societies in the world. I think she has taken the same delusional pill as perhaps the president has. <laughs> is she confused right there? She, she well, had to be talking about Taiwan. Right? That's thing. what I'm wondering, Ray. We can't say Taiwan. Huh? You can't say Taiwan. You have to, because Taiwan, according to officially, is part of China. Officially? 
according to the U.S., the, she prefaced that whole thing by saying we believe in the one China policy, which right. means that she Taiwan that, is in right. a separate country. So when she right, talks, right. if she was talking about Taiwan being a free country, free society, she had to call it China, which just <clears throat> boggles the mind. Well, I mean, China is neither free. I mean, the country, <laughs> mainland China, right, is neither free nor democratic. Taiwan is both. So uh, confused is the best thing that you can say about her. Indeed. Um, yeah. Tell, tell that to the various religious groups and how they are persecuted in China. Right. China is right. one of the freest societies in the world. I, I, I'm just amazed. Uh, I'm just. There's a, no I'm, sense in which that is true. Fred. I'm just right. amazed. No also, where are the reporters that say, "Excuse me"? Right. Is she being fact checked today? Excuse me. No. Huh? No. All right, Steve. No. Tell us something we don't know. Liberals get away with insanity, and they're not. Yeah, I know. It's not breaking news. I, is it? I, let me just to be clear. <laughs> Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, just said, and you have it right there, mm -hmm. that China is one of the freest countries in the world. And what Societies. she said? Societies, yes. Okay. I'm deeming that insane. <laughs> At least it's not correct, yes. It, yeah, I think it qualifies. Okay, well, maybe it's just not correct. No, I think it qualifies. Well, it's insanely she incorrect. Knows. She knows. She's, she's a know. world traveler. She knows what the score is. All right, go ahead. All right. Hey, um, as speaking of what the Democrats are trying to do, um, there's a lot of people right now who are worried that this country, everything you see from the Green New Deal to the um, gun control to all this whole spending is nothing but a ploy to introduce socialism to this country, to take us from a Democratic uh, republic to a socialist country. And one of the people, oddly, that is not oddly, but one of the people that's shouting out from the rooftops as, be as best he can is Whole Foods CEO John McKee, who said this, they're marching through the institutions. They're taking over education. It looks like they've taken over a lot of the corporations. It looks like they've taken over the military and it's just continuing. You know, I'm a capitalist at heart. And I believe in liberty and capitalism. Those are my twin values. And I feel like, you know, the way freedom of speech is today, the movement on gun control, a lot of the liberties that I've taken for granted most of my life, I think they're under threat. Uh, uh, he is the CEO of Whole Foods, Whole Foods. and founder, right? I, I believe think. so. Whole Foods, they, uh, they, uh, those are basically in big cities, aren't they? You, got, you probably got them there, don't you, Ray? We got them in Kansas City. Yes. Yeah, high end. Is that what it is? What's the niche that they provide? I mean, why is it different? Than it's it's they they do a lot of organic, um, right? So they're green when it comes to like organic food. But I mean, if you go into there, you'll have a cheese aisle that stretches oh a good ten fifteen yards. I mean, right. just just so they cater they cater a lot of who are interested in and in what you would call healthier foods. Oh yes, okay, yeah, yeah. sure. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, he, he that was interesting. I saw because you know so many of the <clears throat> so many uh, CEOs of, of big public uh, big con companies that are known across the country. There, they are woke. Oh, are they ever? Huh. Mm -hmm. Like the Disney guy, for example, and Starbucks guy, and others. They're they're just they're just you know always spouting whatever the late latest woke. Yeah ideology uh 
statement is, and here you have a gentleman uh, from Whole Foods who's a founder who's saying quite the opposite, Ray. It was pleasant to hear yeah. this. Look, bully for him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> may his tribe increase. Uh, typically, guys who speak out like that are going to get blackballed or canceled. Maybe he just maybe he thinks he's beyond that or untouchable, or maybe he just doesn't care because yeah. that was a pretty that's a pretty bold statement. Yeah. Uh, do you have it quote again? I can read it to you. Read it to us. My concern is that I feel like socialists are taking over. They're marching through the institutions. They're taking over education. It looks like they've taken over a lot of the corporations. It looks like they've taken over the military, and it's just continuing. You know, I'm a capitalist at heart, and I believe in liberty and capitalism. Those are my twin values. And I feel like, you know, with the way freedom of speech is today, the movement on gun control, a lot of the liberties that I've taken for granted most of my life, I think are under threat. What's his name? John McKay, M-A-C-K-E-Y. He, he also McKay. said he's going to be retiring soon and he'll be able to speak more freely. <laughs> That's what he said. He said he feels like, like he's he, been he listening like, to Right. Sounds like he's been listening to AFR, Tim. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Well, we give kudos to the whole, whole Foods uh, CEO there. Next story, Steve. All right. One of the uh, moves toward capitalism could be all in this gun control effort. Uh, that's been something that's been playing out ever since, well, since we've been focusing on a lot of these tragic school shootings, a lot of uh, the, the, the solution from those who want a socialist country is, well, it's the guns. We've got to get rid of, you know, keep law-abiding citizens from having guns. Well, to that end... Um, the FBI, Director Ray, apparently uh, it was going to or is going to head to Missouri, and he is going to show up, and he is going, or his team. Who's he? Christopher Ray, the FBI. So I, I doubt he himself is going to be there. But the FBI is going to be in Missouri, and they are going to be auditing concealed carry weapons permits. Well, Attorney General Eric Schmidt of Missouri and uh, – candidate for governor, is having none of it. He wrote a letter to Director Ray, and he said, let me be perfectly clear, allowing federal, federal agents from the FBI to have access to records of Missourians who have permit to carry concealed weapons violates Missouri's law and infringes on our Second Amendment rights. I will fight tooth and nail with all the resources the people of Missouri have given me as their attorney general. This is not going to happen. The obvious question is, why would the FBI want to see the records of people who have legally obtained a uh, concealed carry concealed permit? Carry, carry permit. Why? Why, do, why does the FBI want to know about people who are legally carrying guns? I, this uh, gentleman who is the attorney general of the state of Missouri who has written this open letter now to Christopher Ray, the FBI director about this issue. Uh, he's, uh, he's the Republican. One of the Republican. Well, no, he is the Republican right. candidate after the primary for governor of the state. Right. Schmidt Schmidt S C H M I T T. Yeah. And, 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 and the, so the essence again, to be clear of what he's writing about is what he says. You cannot bring your federal agents in here to audit our concealed carry weapons, it is against our Constitution, it is against the federal Second Amendment, and I will not let it happen. Yeah, they want to find out who has requested a right. permit for this, 
We we want the list of names. Couple that with with proposed red flag laws where you can what? go over social media and uh, it's just so the question you're saying, Fred, is what 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 uh, business is that of the FBI? Yeah, why why are they collecting a list of names of people in Missouri that have legally obtained this concealed? But, but Attorney General Schmidt is saying, not on my watch. Not on my watch. And it was, he, he's saying that the FBI wants to come in and get the sheriff, the county sheriffs to yes. cooperate in this? To turn over the uh, permit list of people who have got permits. Well, and you're not talking here, Fred, about people who've committed any crime or under investigation. Nope. Warrants out for them. Anything like that, which you could at least understand. You, yeah. These are... These are law-abiding Missouri citizens who have gotten uh, the right, uh, you know, gotten the permit to, to conceal carry. You know, when I hear stories oh, wow. like this, you, you, I mean, I'm sorry. I know I sound sometimes like I'm, I don't believe it. <laughs> they, <laughs> they just sound so unbelievable mm-hmm. uh, that you just have to question what's the source of this. Well, in this case, this is on official letterhead, letterhead <laughs> from the attorney general of the state of Missouri. And his yeah. name's on there, and the content of his letter is on there. Did we? Can, can we, we post that? Yeah. Let's post that on our Facebook page so people can read it, especially people who live in Missouri. Um, uh, can I'll read see if I can th- find you the article there, Brent. But, uh, and uh, if they can, uh, do, if, the, if, if FBI agents can do that in Missouri, they can, they can do, do it, it anywhere. anywhere. But I, I, the, again, somebody needs to come out there and explain this. Yes. It's like it's all secret something the fbi um there's in fact I, we you might have played it already we have several people that are talking today about the fbi at, on the heels of this raid of president trump's mar-a-lago estate having zero credibility anymore people do not believe in it in fact listen to Rand. Uh, you guys played Rand paul didn't you yes. remember he said well maybe the fbi is planning evidence he doesn't really there's no reason for him to say that except that the fbi has been so weaponized against President Trump, they have zero credibility credibility left, and they have done things like spy on the campaign, like create false applications for warrants, etc. So planning evidence is right down their alley. He says I would, he wouldn't be surprised, and in fact, they should be checked because they probably did, is what he's saying. Who's saying? Rand Paul. Yeah, the senator from Kentucky. All right, next story. All right, um, so uh, we've been hearing a little bit about this January 6th committee that uh, has been going I'm, on. I'm not familiar Commission, with this. Yeah, yeah it's a, what? kind of flying under the radar. <laughs> this is the commission that was set up to investigate whether Donald Trump had anything to do with the January 6th riot at the Capitol. Did he send them there? Did he plan it? Did he personally go knock down windows? We just don't know. And it's just taking them... A long, long time. Well, a I, long time to get yeah. to the bottom of this. They How might, many more months we got left of well, this? Well, let me see. When's November? Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but one of the things we hear from a Monmouth University poll, which is a very reputable polling place, 90% of people that Monmouth polled reported the hearings have made no change in how they view the January 6th riot. Moreover, despite the overwhelming cooperation and support of the media with the committee, the vast majority believe that the J6 committee is a political rather than an investigative exercise focused on opposing Trump rather than disclosing the facts of January 6th. So 90%. If you, so if you believe that poll, 
this January 6th commission, as, the longer they continue, the more it's going to backfire on the Democrats politically. Is that what you're saying? At least it's not going to help them. Yes. It's not going to help them. Go ahead, Fred. No, you want to and next Fred to, and then Ray. Well, and, and to the point that this is just a politics, political exercise, we have to remind people that the uh, when a commission like this is set up it's by, a select by, committee, by, by the, the House term. Speaker, that the, uh, the, uh, the minority party has the right to nominate to place their selection on that commission. Well, you remember what happened. The Republicans wanted to put Jim Jordan and on Jim that, Banks and Jim Banks on that commission. Nancy Pelosi said no. Basically, and I'm I'm paraphrasing here, they'll ask two tough questions. So I'm going to decide what Republicans sit on this commission. Which Liz Cheney was one and of them. And Liz Cheney was one of them. She selected two people who yeah. voted to impeach Donald Trump. Adam Kinzinger is the other. Kinzinger yeah. is the other one. Liz Cheney has stated publicly, and by the way, she's going to lose her Republican primary in Wyoming next Tuesday. She's got her daddy out there <laughs> doing ads for him. But she has say, stated publicly, my goal in being on this commission is to ensure that Donald Trump never makes it back in the Oval Office. She has stated that. Publicly. No wonder they think that it's just a political weekend. Well, as I've said before, and this is my opinion, uh, uh, I, this, this commission should have gone on about two weeks at the most. Mm-hmm. Everybody listening to me right now knows what happened on January 6th. Was it 2020? Right. I, I get the years right. What yeah. happened? 21. 2021. Yeah. Right. Everybody knows what happened. It was a terrible day because uh, uh, hundreds of people let their emotions get away from them. They got carried away in the heat of, a mo of the moment. They were upset because they viewed the presidential election as having been stolen from uh, President Trump. And uh, some of them stormed into the Capitol building. And as I say, it was, a, it was a bad deal. But that's all it was. That's all it was. There were it no was not an insurrection. It was not a coup d'etat. No. They weren't going to overthrow the government. No. Nobody, if that would have been the case, they'd have carried weapons in. Right. They'd have burnt the Capitol down. They would have like like they would have they would have got uh, they would have charged into the House of Representatives where the swearing was going on by the hundreds. It would right. have been it would have been much more coordinated, planned out, and it would have been a lot of people dead. Right. Okay. We so these people didn't go in with guns ablaze. So we all know what happened there. It doesn't take. The longer they go on saying the coup and insurrection, and we got to continue these hearings uh, into the, what, the end of the year, or whenever like that, I think personally it hurts the Democrats with independent voters. But that again, is just my opinion. But this, that, that whole January sixth commission could have been wrapped up in no longer than two weeks. Yep, no longer than two weeks uh, easily. All right, we uh, are out of time, and we thank you for yours, Steve. My pleasure. And uh, 
Again, the, the shirt pattern, not Paisley. Technically, no. Paisley-esque, You can I would call say. it whatever you want. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Okay. All right, Fred, thank you. Good to be here. Ray, thank you. You bet. Thank you, Tim. Our thanks to Brent Creeley, our producer, Chris Four Drums Woodward. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate his contributions. Alex and Jan, and we thank you for listening. Another Monday through Thursday is already gone, so Learning University will be here tomorrow. We'll see you then.